Hey listeners, I'm your host Michelle. And I'm Bella. And you're listening to AdLib. Hello and welcome back to part two. Welcome back. You stuck around. <laughs> God bless you, honestly. But, you know, you're getting into the 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 real spicy part. Nitty gritty. If getting hot in here. I'm going to get copyrighted for that. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Nelly. I love you. I really apologize. We use less than two seconds, so it's fine. But it is, it, I mean, it is getting hot in here. It is. Things are getting. Literally. Yo. No, literally. Literally. Which I'd like to say we are filming this during um, heat wave. Yeah, it was what like ninety five today. Something crazy. It's only gonna get hotter too. New Jersey is going through a giant heat wave, and so is the rest of the world. We're sort of low key wearing sweatshirts right now. (laughs) We are. Well, it's later on, and we're in the nice AC. Yeah, that's true. But um, so as promised, we're going through chapters six to nine in part two. Yes. Yes. So let's just get into it. Yes, I'm so ready. Let's continue. Okay, so chapter six, we get a little insight on this kind of, the the whole persona of Gatsby kind of starting to shatter. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the opening of, like, reporters asking about all the myths surrounding Gatsby, and Nick kind of goes into how... He is lying, essentially. Yeah. About who he is. Yes. And goes into how he's actually James Gats. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have any money. Nope. <laughs> and he just kind of climbed his way up. That little story that he told Nick when they first started to become friends. Mm-hmm. Lying. He is from North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quite a random a man's, choice. A, a man's man. Yes. Know. He's a, he's a, he's a North Dakotian. <laughs> North Dakotian? I don't think that's what it is. No offense to our North Dakotians. We love you guys. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, we, we learned the backstory about how James Gatz was born to two poor farmers mm-hmm. who were not doing great at their farming job. No. Things were going downhill. And uh, he falls upon Dan Cody, mm-hmm. who is a very rich white man yep. on Lake Superior. Yep. And he was stuck. What was he? It, he dropped his anchor on his yacht prior to that time. Gatsby spent part of his time, part of his young adulthood, roaming the parts of Minnesota. Yes. Shaping the aspects of persona that he would assume. Yeah, so I think Gats, what happened was Gatsby, Gatsby saw... Gatsby. Gat, I can't, again, I can't speak. Um, Gatsby, or I guess James at this point, saw Dan Cody uh, on the water, and yeah, he was either going to, like, his ship was going to go down or something, and he basically called out to him, and he told him, he gave him some advice, and Dan More Cody... More of the story, Gatsby saved him. Yeah, pretty much. And Dan Cody was like, hey... I'm going to teach him a thing, a thing or two yeah, so about invited, women and gentlemanness and money. He invited him on the boat. And of course, for for uh, Jay at that time, it was like, 
this is life changing. This is my moment. <laughs> this is this literally is my moment. And uh, yeah, he kind of takes him on as, as his protege, teaches him everything, like how to speak. Mm. He gets his old sport. Yeah, <laughs> he's the the OG old sport. And yeah, he dies. And he was supposed to. Gatsby was supposed to inherit Dan Cody's money. Yup. In the book, it was actually going to Ella Kay. Mm-hmm. I think that's her name. Yes. And in the movie, it just went to Dan Cody's family. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ella Kay was not in it. Yeah, I guess he got none of the money though. Yeah. So he he basically had to start from scratch all over again. Um, he went to New York and started the money the money business with Wolfsheim and yeah them all. Yeah. Start but, the shady business. But now he knew a few things. Right. So he wasn't he was just prepared. he wasn't just a little farmer boy. Right. He had Dan who taught him stuff about, you know, the world and how mm-hmm. to succeed. And uh yeah, he became he changed his name to Jay Gatsby. I think it there was something that mentioned that he as soon as he got on the boat, yeah. He like was already in that mindset of Jay Gatsby. Yeah, I think they even say in the book like he had that name prepared. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he wanted to reinvent himself and what a name i know such a good one i like how like i like how like realistic it is like he mm-hmm. really just like shortened his first name and like changed his last name a little bit but like mm-hmm. james gats to like jay gatsby oh it's i mean Gats- both names are just like so good that's true yeah i feel like gatsby just has that like i don't know has that has that air to it mm-hmm. good name choice jay yeah, uh, in the movie, I, I, I enjoyed being able to actually see that whole backstory. Mm. The young, young Jay yeah, Gatsby. he's so tiny. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like, I, I mean, I was, I liked that they included, like, that flashback, and they didn't just, like, have Gatsby telling Nick about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked that they, like... They did the same thing that they did with Gatsby and Daisy when they did their flashback. I like that they got to see it because mm-hmm. I was worried they were going to, like, you know, jip us of that. Yeah. It, it was pretty much as it was in the book. Yeah. Besides the one little detail. Yeah. Which I don't think it, it took away or added anything. No. So. I think the essence was that Gatsby just didn't get any of the money. Yeah. So he had to basically work. He had to work from scratch. The American dream, am I right? <laughs> Listen, it all comes back around. Um, but yeah, after that, we see more interaction between Tom and Nick and Gatsby. Mm. Uh, Tom invites them all to a dinner or lunch. It was lunch. Yeah. And he's kind of taken aback that Gatsby actually said yes, because he was like just doing it as a courtesy. Yeah. But he shows up. Yeah. And as we mentioned, it was literally very, very hot. It was a very hot day. So everyone was irritable and uncomfortable. Does this lunch happen before they go to Gatsby's house for the party, or does it happen after? Because they also do happens. go to Gatsby's. Oh, shoot, you're right. It is after. I totally skipped that. Okay. So, yeah, they go to... I think all of them go. Yeah, I think it was... He gets invited, and then they go to Gatsby's party. Yes. And then they go to lunch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We got the timeline straight. <laughs> There's so many parties to keep track of. So much going on. 
But yeah, okay. They all go to Gatsby's party. Yeah. And Gatsby tries to impress the Buchanans with mm. his wealth and all the elaborate um, entertainment that he has. And Tom's, like, not being fooled by it. He's like, this is all clownery. And he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is a circus and whatever. And he, he already doesn't like Gatsby because, not only because of Daisy, but he's like, he's new money. He yeah. doesn't, he wasn't born into it. So yeah. He's like, Big and blah blah blah. I mean, he's also heard about the rumors about Gatsby. Like, he's a bootlegger. Yeah, he, like, like, you know, his money's dirty, basically. Mm-hmm. Is he wrong? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. But I think he's also, like, at this point, I think he's feeling... He's feeling like something is going on between the two of them. So right. I think I think his jealousy starting to kick in. He's getting a little suspicious. Real rich coming from him. Real rich. Mm. But, uh... He's he's a very possessive man. So the once hypocrisy. he feels once he feels threatened, he's gonna he's gonna figure out what's going on. Which yeah, um, it's funny. Nick introduces Tom. No, not Nick. Gatsby introduces Tom as the polo player. Yes, and Tom's like, I am not the polo player. He literally, I think, multiple times he goes, Yeah, don't call me that. I don't <laughs> like that nickname. Um, which I think is so funny of Gatsby, like. It's, like, yeah. just, like, such a sly jab. Yeah. Like, oh, he play- he's the polo player. He plays polo. And Tom is just, like, not having it. Don't talk to me. He's like, I'm not just a polo player. But, yeah, he introduces them to, like, a bunch of famous people. And movie Tom mm. uh, is implied to have gone to cheat once again. With Shocker. With the movie star that Gatsby introduces them to. Mm. While Gatsby and Daisy dance. Real classy, Tom. Yep. Real classy. He's over here complaining about Daisy, and he just goes and does it, so whatever. He gets me big for... I'll have my cake and eat it, too. Yes. No, but for people who listen to the Heartstopper episode, Hmm. big Ben energy. Oh, yeah. Big Ben energy. Mm -hmm. Ben and Tom... The Venn diagram of them is just a circle. <laughs> it is just a circle. They are both so possessive and yeah. self-obsessed. They just want everything in life. Yeah. Screw that. And you can't always have it. And he doesn't. He no. doesn't have everything, actually. Mm-mm. Things are crumbling. Everything is crumbling for literally every single character in this book. Pretty much. At this point. Pretty much. This is the start of the downfall. I would say so, yeah. The Story Mountain. We're on the downhill. <laughs> we are. We're, uh, we're hitting the falling action. Well, I guess we no. haven't hit the climax yet. The climax is soon. We're still rising. I guess. I we're guess. rising, but... Their lives are going to shit. Correct. <laughs> Even the ones who think their lives are going great. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. Um, but yeah. We basically just see more of Daisy and Gatsby, like, being lovey-dovey. Um, they ask Nick to, like kind of watch out while they go and have, like, a moment in the gardens. What a wingman Nick is. Yeah. <laughs> He's always the one who's, like, stands to the side or, you know, help us out. But, you know, he does his, he does his fr- duty as friend and cousin. What a guy. He makes sure Tom doesn't come and invade. Yeah. Tom's busy, though. Tom's already... Although I don't remember what book Tom did during this part. I think he was just I think he was just walking around. Yeah, he was just talking to people. He wasn't I remember impressed. Daisy like gave 
him the golden pencil and was like, write down the addresses of anybody you like. Yes. That, they kept that in the movie, too, I They think. did, they did. But, um, yeah. Um, after they kind of, like, spend a little bit of time together and Tom's, like, really, like, looking for Daisy, Nick goes and gets them. And the party kind of ends after that. And Nick has this heart-to-heart with Gatsby about how you can't repeat the past if you mm. paid attention to part one. We were kind of talking about that with the um, clock metaphor. The whole... Gatsby know. trying to control time. <laughs> yeah. That that scene, I really like that scene in the book and I really like it in the movie. Mm. Just like, they're all like, the party's over, everybody's home, and Gatsby's on this, like, he's almost on this high because he thinks he's getting everything he wants and he right. thinks he's he thinks he's like finally able to fix things and as soon as nick says you know you can't repeat the past gatsby's like of course you can i think his literal words are why of course you can mm-hmm. yeah and so, uh yeah. he's he i mean he's he, he's feeling he's feeling great right now so he's feeling very confident that that is what he's doing he thinks he's repeating the past and he thinks that's a good thing i mean it also kind of touches upon the fact that Gatsby's, like, worried that Daisy didn't have a good time. Right. Um, so he's kind of, like, in that limbo ambivalent stage where he's, like, does she actually like me? Does she not? Right. What's going on? Yeah, he's very unsure, but I think he's, like, he's almost telling himself. Mm-hmm. He's, like, it's, he's telling Nick you can repeat the past, but he's also telling himself that, I think. Yeah. He's almost, like, reassuring himself. He's, like, we're gonna achieve the dream. Right. His American, Little does he know. His American dream. <laughs> his American dream is just Daisy. Literally. Just just that. Achieving money so he can woo Daisy. That's sad. I know. It is really sad when you think about it. For a woman who... A woman like Daisy. Oh, Daisy. We'll get there, I guess. But, um... Yeah, I really... I, I, I liked that scene a lot. That heart-to-heart between the two of them. Hmm. Nick trying to talk sense into him, going in one ear, out the other. Yeah, no, he doesn't want to listen. Because he thinks he thinks he's succeeding. So why would he listen? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is the end of chapter six. Going into chapter seven, that's when we see the luncheon. Mm. That's, this is where it's things... getting hot in here. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Um... We kind of go through the, um, <laughs> did you lose your word? A little. It's okay. <laughs> um, Gatsby and Nick go to the Buchanan's. Yeah. But before that, he, he talks about how he's firing some people, some children's oh, house. Oh, yes. Because he doesn't want them to blab about him and Daisy. And hires... Daisy's, Daisy's coming over often now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they like in the movie we see them getting into it. Yeah, um, um, on a daily basis, almost I think they say in the book. Yeah. So Gatsby's nervous that he's gonna have a leak. So I think he pretty much they said he fired pretty much all of his staff except for people that he knew through Wolfshine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess people who trusts on a more like intimate level who or he thinks, can easily blackmail. Correct. <laughs> I guess trust is the wrong word. People who he has dirt on. Right. He can go to Wolfshine and he can expose them if they expose him. Yeah, this is kind of, like, where we start to see kind of some of the corruption mm. of Gatsby. Yes. Um, but, yeah. They finally go over to the lunch, and 
you can see that everybody's super tense. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward. It's so awkward. Everything is so awkward in this scene and uncomfortable. And, like, you can totally see that in the movie. Yeah. And I think Tom is the one who invites... Is he the one who invites Nick? Or, or not Nick. Um, Gatsby? Or is it Yeah, Daisy? that's when we... Before. Um, okay. In chapter six, where he yes. comes up with his other polo friends and he sees Nick and Gatsby and he's like, oh, you guys should come over. And right. And Gatsby was like, yeah, sure. And at, at this point, Tom, he had done a lot of research into Gatsby. Mm-hmm. He knows about the business he does now. And so he's kind of like, he's got this, he thinks he's got this dirt on mm-hmm. Gatsby. So he's like, he's feeling like he has the upper hand in this situation. Tensions are definitely high yeah. on both ends. Because yes. at this point, Gatsby's also um, hoping that Daisy brings up the fact that he's gonna leave. She's gonna leave Tom, right, for him. And Tom's like, "Oh, I'm finally gonna out Gatsby for who he really is." Lots so... of lots of conflicting thoughts going on here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick and Jordan are just sitting there, like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen now?" Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Then we also kind of see this subtle, again, Fitzgerald, king of subtle. Of course. Um, love confession between Gatsby and Daisy. Yeah. She's like, you, you always look so cool. You always look so cool. Oh my god, wait, I have to find that page because I I thought that that was like, that was so Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Where, um, and I think Tom's reaction was like, he knew. Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, like, that was his tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Daisy says, you always look so cool. And then the text says, quote, she had told him that she loved him, and Tom Buchanan saw. He was astounded. His mouth opened a little, and he looked at Gatsby, then back at Daisy, if as if he had just recognized her as someone he knew a long time ago. So that was, like, that, that sealed the deal for him. In the movie, I didn't get the impression of, like... It's a love confession. I didn't either. It was very, he, that's the thing that Baz did, like, very subtly, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that was, like, perfect, because that's what the book meant for it to be. Right. Like, yeah, it was I feel very, like, like, you, if you didn't know them, I feel like, you look so cool. Yeah. It was just, like, a one-off compliment. Yeah. But the way Tom, like, reacts to it. You can tell he knows it's something more, yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and that then, really sets him over the edge. yeah. That's where we start seeing, like, the anger issues come out. Yeah. Um, Daisy had previously offered up for everybody to go into the city and, like, rent out a hotel room. So then Tom, after witnessing that whole thing, is like, all right, you know what? Fine. Let's go into the into the city and yeah. follow up. We'll have fun. I'm going to take Gatsby's clown car. <laughs> Literally. He's like, I'll take the clown mobile. <laughs> and uh, he initially... Like, he, and doesn't he go towards Gatsby's car and he almost, like, grabs Daisy? Like, he mm-hmm. puts his arm around Daisy. And Daisy, like, full-on, like, she, like, sneaks out of his arm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll go with Gatsby. <laughs> Nick and Jordan, go with Tom. And, of course, yeah. that adds fuel to the fire. Because Tom yeah. is like, why is my wife riding in my car with some man? By herself. Right, by herself. And I have to drive around her friends. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like giving Steve Harrington energy. He's like the dad of the group. He's like driving around his wife's friends and he's like venting uh, to them. Do not hold Steve to, to Tom Buchanan. I guess that's true. I oh apologize, Steve. I do apologize. But 
you got you can't you can't you can't deny the energy is the same there. He's like the dad carting around mm-hmm. his wife's weird friends. Yeah. But um so they head to the city and a lot of very important um things happen at yes. this point. Well even before they get into the city, Tom is telling yeah. telling Jordan and Nick, he's like, you know, I've done a I've done a little investigation on this Gatsby man. What do you mean, Oxford man? Yeah. What did you find? He's in Oxford? No. Yeah. And uh we find out through Tom that he sells I mean, basically his big thing is he's selling bootleg alcohol. Mm-hmm. And he's selling it through drugstores and he's doing all this like shady stuff. And Jordan's like, yes, give me the tea. And uh Of course. You can see, you can sense Tom like he's hitting like a boiling point. He's just like steam is coming out of his ears. He's so angry. He's so close to just exploding. Yeah. Well, because really when you think about it, Gatsby is everything that Tom hates. Yep. New money, shady stuff. Somebody who's like stealing his wife, right? Steal. I mean, stealing his wife. <laughs> Somebody who's doing things in like a flashy way. Tom is very like mm-hmm. he's very much. You got to preserve. You know, subdued. I mean, they're manly ha- man. You could tell in their houses. Like I think Tom and Daisy's houses is it's depicted as like this regal, Grand like estate. colonial. Yeah. yeah, and Gatsby's is this like fun modern mansion. And also, Gatsby's wearing a flashy pink suit. Yes, we have to address that. <laughs> pink. Wow. I thought that was interesting. They didn't put Leo in pink in the movie. They did. Pink? He was in a pink suit. I thought he was in, like, a yellow suit. No, he was in a pink suit. Oh, I stand corrected. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm Googling this right now. Why do I have a pink suit? He was literally in a pink suit. That's, like, a big part of the book. Why would they not? I don't know. Hold on. I'm doing a little research. (laughs) I want to see, because I don't remember him being in a pink suit. He was definitely (gasps) in a pink suit. Oh my god, wait, it is pink. Yeah. It was a light, like, Okay. Pink suit. I don't know why for some reason I imagined like I think you're confusing the car. No, I imagined a lot pinker. Oh. I see what you mean. Okay, uh, that's why I thought it was like a gotcha. Okay, never mind. I stand corrected. It is fully pink. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, that just that just adds to the part where how like different the, yes. the two of them are. Yeah, Tom hates everything about Gatsby. He's seething. And uh so they end up getting Oh, before they even get to the city. He met, Gatsby mentions that his car is running low on gas and that yes. they should probably stop somewhere to get gas. And guess where they stop? Wilson's Auto Shop. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. And this is important because uh, the Wilsons see Tom mm-hmm. in Gatsby's yellow car. Yes. Which Very important detail. To in, in a chapter or yes. two he sees he sees myrtle upstairs out the window she's looking she's extra looking, she's, distressed she's, yeah um wilson mentions that he's planning to leave with his wife yes and he's looking very sickly yeah neither one of them are looking great mm-hmm. and uh at this point wilson wilson is he's such he's in such a hurry to get out because he has the suspicion that his wife is being disloyal mm-hmm so he's and like, she is. I mean, fully, yes. But he doesn't know it's with Tom. Right. He just kind of has this suspicion. Still kind of friends. Yes. Um, I think Tom had even promised that he'd sell him a car. Like, yeah, he was going to bring him the, coup- the coupe. Right. Coupe, I think it's called. Um, Which is the car Gatsby's driving. Yes. The right blue now. one. Um, so, yeah, he's, George is, he's not doing too hot, and he thinks the solution to his problem is just leaving. But once Tom hears this, 
Tom is like, I'm going to lose my wife and my mistress all in one day. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's feeling a little frazzled and insecure. And so far, all these um, events are very true to the book yes. in the adaptation. Like, yeah, yeah. Word for word, basically. I I love that. Yeah. Especially the part with him at the station, like the mm-hmm. gas station. Like, that was just like, ugh, it was portrayed so perfectly. Yeah. Just the contrast of, like, the bright yellow car with, like, everything dull. dingy. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Beautiful cinematography. Gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. Gorgeous. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, they finally, Gatsby passes them in his car, in Tom's car, mm. and they kind of get this competitive vibe going on. Yeah, they're, like, they racing. racing to the city. Um, every time they drive, it makes me so anxious. Oh my god. Wait, especially the part in the beginning when Gatsby's driving With Nick. Nick. <gasps> I can't even watch it. That and, and that part. The yeah. The one where they're racing. Um, god. It makes me so nervous, and, like, I fully know it's a movie, and it makes me nervous. I know, I'm like, I feel like I'm driving in the car with them, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so reckless, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the point. That's them. <laughs> Just reckless. Um, but yeah, they finally get to the Plaza Hotel, mm-hmm. they rented out a, a room, or a couple rooms. Yes. And they have ice baths going and they pretty fans. much have nothing else to do but just sit around and complain about how hot it is. Yep. So that's what they do. And, you know, people in hot weather, they get even more irritable. Mm. And Tensions are high. are getting real spicy at this point. Yeah. Someone finally um, blows. I think it was Tom that blows first? I think Tom just goes head first. He starts accusing Gatsby of, you know, like accusing his character. Right. Basically. And he's like, bootlegger, blah, blah, blah. And Gatsby's like, eh. I don't care, right? <laughs> right. Now, guess what? Your wife doesn't love you. <laughs> it's just like burn after burn after burn on both sides. And Tom, for some reason, is taken aback. Like, didn't you? You yeah. should have seen this coming. At this yeah. Point. I think, yeah, I think, honestly, for him, the fact that, like, Gatsby was supposed to sound like telling Daisy to tell Tom that she never loved him. Like, I think that really took him back, because it's, like, he obviously knew something was going on, but, like, her, him insisting that Daisy, like, never loved Tom, like, that's yeah. kind of a big statement. Yeah. Especially, um, later on when Daisy's, like, I can't, in good faith, say, like, that right. I never loved Tom. Right. Because at some point, their relationship was at least kind of real. Right. I and think she like, says, she's, like, I loved him, but, like, I love you, too, or something. I kind of felt for Tom when he started, like, asking Daisy about, like, did you, didn't you love me at, um, I don't know what he said. Yeah, Kappa, Kappa was, something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I carried you. From Punchbowl. Yeah. So your shoes didn't get wet. I was like, oh. It is kind of like, like, yeah, they're horrible people, but it does make you kind of like, ooh. Like, never. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is kind of messed up. But yeah, Gatsby kind of just keeps speaking over Daisy. He's like. Daisy's leaving you, aren't you, Daisy? Yeah. And Daisy's just kind of, like, is spaced out at this point. He's, she's just, like, going with it. She's like, yeah, I'm leaving you. Yeah. I am, though. Because I think she's so confused, too, at this moment. Yeah. She's kind of, like, trying to rehash what she feels for each of them. Right. And the way that Gatsby's being so, like, confrontational and, like, aggressive is kind of, like, putting her off. Yeah. 
And again, she's, like, withdrawing into herself, and she's, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> Both of you are dumb. Right. Goodbye. I did feel like he was a lot more aggressive in the movie than in the book. Oh, my God. That one scene where he he just blows up at Tom. Yeah. And screams, and, like... He gets he's... all up in his face, and he almost punches him. Yeah. That didn't happen in the book. In the book, it was just kind of, like, they were... It was more, like, verbal. Mm-hmm. In the movie, it was, like, it got very close to physical. And, like, you can see, like, even Jordan got, like, so scared. She was just sitting there, like... Yeah. <laughs> and Daisy was just, like, sobbing in the corner. Yeah. It was a powerful scene. It was. But, I, of course, I love it. Gatsby's, like, towering over him. He's, mm-hmm. like, shaking, whatever. And then, of course, there's Tom just smiling. Because he knows that Gatsby he's, messed it he's up. He's won at this point. He knows. He just wanted to defame his character. He just wanted to get him riled up enough for Daisy to see him like that. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it it did the job. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't know. Is that kind of unfair, though? Because, like, she's only ever seen him, like, that once. And she saw that Tom was obviously, like, trying to rile up. Yeah. Gatsby. I think the thing with Daisy, she's such a interesting character. Because I feel like I never know, like, like what, what guides her. Mm-hmm. Is it love? It's clearly not. Materials. Is it materials? It might be. Is it just, like, comfortability? Because she's already married to Tom. She already has this life. She already has this kid. Maybe it just... Like, a child. Right. She's a kid. Like, maybe it just took one outburst for her to Kind of, like, scare her back into being stable. Right. Back into just being submissive and living a life that she's been used to. Yeah. So I think I, I think Daisy's her intentions are interesting and I feel like in this moment it's like I never know what is going through her. You never know. And I feel like it but I feel like at this moment it's it's, it's like comfortability for her. Yeah, cuz there was this whole thing where like sure she loved Gatsby but then after the outburst she was like isn't me loving you right now like good enough for you and right. stuff like that. I think Gatsby he he pushed, mm-hmm. and I think his upset, like his absolute obsession mm-hmm. with turning back time and like creating this image that just like wasn't true. Like he's a big image guy. He did mm-hmm. that with Nick. He does that with everybody. Like he tries to put on this facade, and it's just like a lot of the times it's fake. And I think he's obsessed with controlling things. Mm-hmm. And I think because Daisy says that, it completely messes up this idea that he had in his head, and he just he blows up. So, it's a lot. <laughs> this is really when you can see how toxic everybody, everybody really is. is. Like, because then also Daisy brings up like past Tom's past mistake. He's like, "Oh, did he never tell you about this time?" And blah blah blah. Right. And like we saw him actually like break Myrtle's nose and like all this stuff. Right. And like I don't know. She's just so interesting. It really like it really exposed this scene. Really exposed everybody. Mm-hmm. The heat. I'm telling you. Everybody gets riled up. They're cooped up in that room. Why do you think more violent crimes happen in the summer? I know. Heat. I know. <laughs> Criminology 101. Um, one more thing about this scene, because I feel like this scene is so important. In the book, um, there's kind of this, like, there's this subplot going on. I think it's, I believe it's the room under them. There's mm. a wedding happening. Mm. And I thought that was kind of interesting, because, like, as 
as their conversation progresses, you can hear like the stages of the wedding and like you can hear everybody cheering and then people are dancing as they're like fighting. Mm. And then I'm trying, let me see if I can find uh, the end of that scene. To be quite honest, I do not remember that part. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's not super. I might've just been focusing on like the actual scene happening with like everybody fighting. Yeah, it's not super, again, subtleties. Yeah, it's very subtle. I mean, they mention it when they get in the uh, when they get in the hotel room. Let's see. And when they get into the room, uh, Daisy and Tom are talking about their wedding. Actually, oh. yeah. So, well, then I guess that wasn't in the. That wasn't in the movie, though. It wasn't. The discussion about their wedding was not in the movie. Or the wedding happening at all. No, that wasn't in the movie at all. Um, I'm going to cut this part out. Where is it? Can't you pause it? I can, but... <laughs> I have it. Like, I have the... Okay, yeah. So, uh, when they first get in the room... Uh, it says that they can hear the wedding march from the ballroom below. And then as Daisy and Tom are talking about their wedding, they're talking about this guy, Bill Biloxi. None of this is in the movie, I don't think. No, I don't remember that from the movie. Um, oh, I see that. They're I talking it. about it, and they kind of go quiet, and they can still hear the wedding downstairs. Uh they said the ceremony begins, everybody's cheering, jazz music, while they're kind of in this more quiet atmosphere above. Uh, and then while they're arguing, the wedding is still happening. The argument goes on and on and on. And that whole argument, by the way, the dialogue of that argument, once Tom starts with, so, were you an Oxford man? Like that on... Like, it's so book accurate. He isn't causing a row. You're causing a row. Yeah. Everything about it. Self-control. When we just act out <laughs> that argument. Honestly? <laughs> iconic. But, um, yeah, and while they're really getting into heed the argument, it says that muffled and suffocating cores were drifting up on hot waves of air from the ballroom below. So there's kind of this, like... There's this other wedding going on that it sounds like they're having a good time while the marriage above them is completely falling apart. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, not the, not the marriage falling apart part, but the, the, the device that Fitzgerald used to contrast them. Yeah. It's an interesting one. And I think it would have been cool to edit in the movie. Yeah. Like just like, and it would have been that same, like, like the apartment, um yeah party yeah where like everything's going on at once yeah or like even if they didn't yeah even if they didn't draw a lot of attention to it like if we just heard the noises like the muffled cheers and we heard the wedding march and then we heard Mm -hmm. like throughout the entire thing i think that would have been really cool because i do really like that device it's very very subtle Mm -hmm. but i like i like the way it like it comments on their marriage and how their marriage kind of aged really, really poorly while somebody's yeah. like freshly getting married below them in the and heat. People are getting excited and having fun. Yeah, and they're just not having, straight up not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so sorry to them, to the gang. Yeah, so... Alas, um, Tom believes that he has won at this point. Mm. He's like, go ahead, go on home, you two. Right. He's not going to annoy you anymore. He's like, this is all... This is all I needed you to see, Daisy. He's like, I just needed to expose him. Um, I mean, listen, I don't like Tom, but his plan worked. You know what? He's he's kind of a smart man. He is kind of a smart man. Do I like him? No. No, but I gotta give it to him. Uh, so they leave. We don't see them for a bit. No. But we get... They meeting Daisy and Kathy. Yeah. They leave in... The yellow car. Yes, that is correct. They leave in Gatsby's car. Mm-hmm. Very important detail. <laughs> and so um, we should get the colors right. <laughs> we see, we don't see any of their interactions until later. We get Nick, Jordan, and Tom driving in the blue coupe. Yes. Um, it's nighttime at this point, and they come across a big scene going on outside Wilson's garage. And Tom's like, ooh, Wilson's getting business finally. Yeah, he's kind of in and see. He's on this high, so he's like making jokes and he's like, you know, he's being nosy. And then I think he even says once he sees like he sees like the cop or something, he's like, ooh, there's drama happening. A crash finally business. Right. Um, but yeah, he gets out, he examines the scene, and he comes across Wilson crying, sobbing hysterically. Yeah. And a big crowd of people around, like, the work table. Mm. And we find out that Miss Myrtle Wilson has died. Ooh. By a car crash. Hit and run, if you will. Very brutal hit and run. Yeah. The way it is described in the books. She was ripped open. I believe it was her left boob was... Hanging out and Dangling. She was flopping. Off of her chest. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Is all I gotta say. <laughs> big ouch. Oh. Um, um, so Tom, Tom is shocked. Yeah. Cause he still has like feelings for Myrtle. So he's kind of like holding back like that sadness, yeah. grief. And he just goes straight to George and he's like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. George is like beyond inconsolable. Like he's at this point, he's like going kind of insane. Yeah. He's not speaking. He's not really even saying words. Um, he's I just going this... like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh yeah. God. There's yeah. a cop there who's, like, asking people questions about what they saw. Um, in the book, there was actually the restaurant owner mm-hmm. who was there and saw Myrtle get hit. Mm-hmm. So the cop's talking to that man about it. Yeah. And the man mentions that he saw a yellow car going, like, 60 miles an hour who just hit Myrtle and then kept driving. And George is like, weren't you in the in the yellow car? And Tom's like, calm down. I'm, I was driving my blue t- coupe and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. George is, like, freaking out. And at this point, Tom's freaking out because now he's maybe pinned for this murder. Yeah. So and he's sh- like, that definitely was not me. He fully puts the blame on Gatsby. Oh, yeah. He's like, listen, that's I know his car. I know who car, I, car that yeah, is. Yeah, I can tell you who hit your wife. <laughs> and then someone corroborates Tom's story. He's like, yeah, he just got in from New York, like, right. a minute ago. And Tom's in the clear, but he has yeah. he's no no, no issue at all exposing Gatsby. He already hates the man. Why right. not? This is the nail in the coffee. Sentence on him too. The nail in the coffee. Nail in the coffin. The nail in the coffee. A little, yeah. The nail in the coffin. <laughs> um, yeah. So then everybody returns home. In the movie, we do get to see the actual hit and run. 
We do. We do. It's pretty gory. Yeah. In true bad style, it was very over-the-top dramatic. Very. When she's, like, falling. <laughs> Slow motion falling. Like, yes. her necklace is ripped off and, like, pearls and stuff are flying all over the place. Yes. It's, like, an expensive gift that Tom had give- given her. The boob um, is flapping. Her boob was not flapping in the movie. Yes, it was. A little bit. It was flapping. I didn't... I don't remember. There was, like, a cut by her boob, I thought. There was a cut. I don't think her boob was flapping, though. Oh. I mean, everything about her was kind of flapping when she was falling. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... um, But, yeah, we see Jay and Daisy, like, get it, like... What is it? The glass cracking of the windshield. Yes. And we see Jay, like, reaching over to steer... But we can't really see, tell, like, who's driving at that point. Right. It's kind of fuzzy, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just kind of see Gatsby, like, at the wheel. Right. But we don't know the context behind that yet. Right. Um, everybody goes home. And uh, Gatsby is waiting in the bushes. <laughs> Literally just standing there. <laughs> at the Buchanan's house. And Meanwhile, Tom's like, go home, Nick. So He's Nick's like, I'll just... call you a taxi. Do you want to come in and eat supper? And Nick's like, no, I'm done with you people. Right. I'll suck. Nick's just standing out there waiting for his car, and then he sees Gatsby. Gatsby comes out like, hey. <laughs> He's like, so, uh, that girl dead, or... And Nick's like, yeah, pretty dead. And, yep. Yes. And we, uh, we find out in conversation that, uh... Daisy was the one driving. She was. And she was the one who struck Myrtle and kept driving. Yes. And then Gatsby tried to make her stop, and she did not. No, she just kept driving. And uh, this sent Nick over the edge, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he, I think he's finally realizing, like, oh my god, these people are crazy. Yeah. Like, but it kind of also restores a bit of his, of his image of Gatsby, I think. Because he was, yeah, before that he was like, oh, Gatsby's awful, why didn't he stop, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Then he's like, like oh, Gatsby tried, tried to. to help, yeah. Because throughout the whole book, the whole point of it is, like, he still thinks Gatsby is, like, a great man. Right. C title. Great. <laughs> C title. Is um, he great? It's according to him. That's true. According to Nick. Um, but yeah, he mentions that he was staying watch to make sure Daisy was safe and Tom didn't like give her a hard time for the fight that happened earlier. Sorry if you hear snoring in the background. That is Bella's dog. I really apologize. She's <laughs> in La La Land right now. Um... <laughs> There is no awakening for her. No. It is way past her bedtime. Um, so, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think this does restore Gatsby's, or Nick's image of Gatsby. Mm-hmm. But it also solidifies the fact that he's, he's, like, he's really seeing. Everybody's true color. He's really seeing it, and he's, like, he's almost disgusted by it. Because he's, like, this woman just died, and all you can think about is who's going to get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or, like, the fact that Daisy didn't even stop. Mm-hmm. Like, she just kept going. And it was like, she just killed this woman. And now she's just sitting at the table eating dinner with her husband. Yeah, and he, he promises Gatsby he would check out to see if, like, things were still okay and blah, blah, Yeah. And he overhears a conversation of them. I think in the book it describes them, like, being conspirator, conspiratory. Yeah, they're almost like they're conjuring up a plan or something. Yeah. And, like, they were totally fine. Totally fine. After killing a woman. Right. It's like, what are we going to do now? Not mm-hmm. like, this woman's died. Yeah. Even Tom, who had 
romantic relations with this woman. Like, he's, he's moved on. Yeah. He's like, what are we going to do? Like, he was sad for a minute, and then he was like, all right. Right. How about me and you go away? Right. And it's, yeah, and that. Nick is really put down by that yeah. whole conversation. But he doesn't tell Gatsby about it. He doesn't, He no. just tells him that everything seems to be fine. Yeah. And that he should go home. He doesn't, though, doesn't he? I think in the book it says Gatsby stays outside their house till like, 4 a.m. Yeah. Until Daisy finally says all clear. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you couldn't have told him all clear hours ago. You got this poor man standing in the bushes, and you told him, He's like... whipped. I know, but, like, 4 a.m., it's all clear. Like, you couldn't have told him at, like, 1. I know. Let him go home. Even then, like, he goes home with Nick, and he's like, do you want to stay up with me? Yeah. While I wait for Daisy to call me back. Oh, oh, here we go. He's like, Daisy's gonna call, Daisy's gonna call. We're gonna make plans to leave. Right. He so thinks that he has the upper hand. And it just gets very sad and depressing from here. It does. Not going to lie. Um, so Nick does. Nick stays with them. They have, they kind of talk. This is the moment when Gatsby tells Nick about his backstory, about how he was James Gatz. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, I mean, it's hit the point where he's not, I guess Gatsby's not really worried about a facade anymore because so much horrible stuff has happened. And he's taken so many hits to his image that he, mm-hmm. I think this is honestly, like, he why just, not? He just, just get it off my chest. Right, he just wanted somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And of course, Nick is Nick. He listens. He doesn't really judge him. He's judging everybody else, but. He just has this superior image of Gatsby. He does. He really does. I'm telling you, that man is also whipped. <laughs> Listen, love will make you do crazy things. Oh my god. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I, th- I think, honestly, like, the fact that he's he's seeing, like, the horrible things that other people are doing, it's like, compared to them, Gatsby's a saint. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's still got a moral compass. And he's still not, he's not born into it like they were. Right. Know? Right. He's just kind of playing at it for love. Right. And I think, yeah, that redeems him a little bit in Nick's eyes. Mm. So, yeah, he stays with him the rest of the night. They kind of spend time together. And uh, I think Gatsby's trying to find things to keep him busy. Because mm-hmm. the next morning he's like, I I'm haven't used sleeping. the pool. He's like, let's go swimming. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, nah. And then he's also telling Nick about his relationship with Daisy. Yeah. And an important thing that he was saying was that basically they lost their virginity to each other. That's, yo, that's mm-hmm. true. I forgot about that. That's really important. And that he, quote, felt like married to her. Right. And that's why he, like, never let go of this dream for five years. Yeah. They had this really, like, spiritual, emotional connection. And, I mean, it makes sense why, when you think about it. In those times. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was, like... It's a very big deal. Yeah, he kind of talks through it and he figures out, like, oh, he's he's penniless. He's not going to be good enough for Daisy. Mm. And that's why he didn't come back, like, straight to her after the war. Didn't he, like, like, walk around? He tried to find her. Mm -hmm. Ugh. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to make money and I'm going to, like, make sure I can give her a good life before I go back to her. Right. But at that point, she had already, like, moved on and, like, lost interest. She was in Chicago at that point, right? She was married. Mm -hmm. Oofa. Oofa. <laughs> but yeah, then they go around, he talks about the pool, mm. and Nick's like, I, you know what, I gotta go. 
He's like, I gotta go to work. <laughs> Somebody's gotta make money. He's, I don't make money. Yeah, he's, I think he's just, he, at that point, he was just like, I need his social battery out. Right. He's like, I need to just do something that doesn't involve these crazy people. And he does. He leaves. And, but before then, before he leaves, yes, there's an important quote. Oh, one of the best quotes. <laughs> I think will. one of the best quotes in the book. Um, I was pulling it up. I am pulling it up. Would you like me to read it? Surely. So, uh, Nick and Gatsby shake hands, and Nick turns around. And then it says, Just before I reached the hedge, I remembered something and turned around. They're a rotten crowd, I shouted across the lawn. You're worth the whole damn bunch put together. I've always been glad I said that. It was the only compliment I've ever gave him, because I disapproved of him from beginning to end. First, he nodded politely, and then his face broke into that radiant and understanding smile, as if we'd been in a static cahoots on that fact all the time. His gorgeous pink rag of a suit made a bright spot of color against the white steps, and I thought of the night when I first came to his ancestral home three months before. The lawn and drive had been crowded with the faces of those who guessed at his corruption, and he'd sit on those steps, concealing his incorruptible dream as he waved them goodbye. Stop it. And Nick says to Gatsby, goodbye, I called. I enjoyed breakfast, Gatsby. (laughs) And Nick leaves while Gatsby's standing on, he's standing above, and he's staring at him. And the little little foreshadowing moment. Yes. Oh my god. Nick says goodbye. And the whole part where he's standing alone where it was once crowded with a ton of people. Yep. It's a big, a big like overarching feeling of solitude from this point out. Oh dear lord. And it is really it's 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 so sad. It's sad. It's it's a very sad thing to imagine. But um but yeah, uh Nick, Nick goes promises, about his day. Yeah. He he goes to work, he promises to call mm-hmm. and I think in the book he tried to call and the line was busy, but in the movie the call went through and yes. the butler answers and we hear the gunshots. <laughs> Mr. George Wilson had come to take his revenge and kill Gatsby uh, as he was um, swimming in his pool for the first time all summer. Yep. That one still hurts. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Still hurts. Um, we get... I know in the book we get, like, from different witnesses, like, people who saw George, he was asking around, like trying to find Gatsby because he had made that connection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, it's assumed, but it's not said that George thought Gatsby was the one that Wilson, or not mm-hmm. Wilson, George, oh my God, I can't speak. George thought Gatsby was the one that Myrtle was having the affair with. Right. Because Myrtle had seemed to recognize the car. Mm-hmm. And so he thought that he both killed her and was sleeping, was sleeping with her. her. So in this like rage, he just he lost was all sense. Yeah, and completely just shot him. And I think it is implied in the book. I don't know if it's entirely, this is entirely true, but this is how I always read it. There's a last uh, witness who talks about George, and it's a person on East Egg, and George asks that person where Gatsby's house is, Mm -hmm. and they're the last person to point George to the house. I think it's heavily implied that that person was Tom. Because I think they even, like, they go back, like, later in the chapter and they say, uh, 
when Tom is talking to Nick, Tom says to Nick, like, I saw George that morning or something. Oh. So I that totally flew. Up I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but that's how I always read it, as like Tom was the one who pointed George towards Gatsby's house. Which god damn, if that's true, he literally killed Gatsby. Yeah. Tom killed Gatsby. Oh my god. I don't know if that's true, but I guess read I would it, I would read it. Interpret that way too. it how you want to, but that's how I, I always read it. Oh man. And uh it's so sad. Even in the movie, you hear, like, Nick's, like, freaking out. It's so, uh, it so sad. I think it was a little bit sadder in the movie, just because, like, imagine you call your best friend's house. Yeah. And you just hear gunshots through the phone on the line. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think the gunshots were, like... That was a lot. That was a lot. Because in the book, he, he didn't hear anything. He just went to his house, and he found him. Yeah, him and the like, butler the found, yeah. And then they found George, who killed himself after he killed Gatsby. He was laying, like, in the grass, I think, or something. Did he kill himself in the book, too? Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. They found his body just laying in the grass. So. I think at that point, he was like, what, like, what, I'm going, I what just killed a man, for? like, I just killed a man, my wife is dead. This is it for me. Mm-hmm. So. They were both so dead. Sad. Yeah. And, uh, after that, it's just even more downhill. Really, it just even it, you think it can't go more downhill, and then it does. <sighs> um. So Nick is basically he takes it upon himself to figure out funeral arrangements mm-hmm. because Gatsby's family doesn't live in New York, and he tries to contact Tom, and he tries to contact Daisy, and he tries to contact Jordan, and he's not really getting anything. I think he, there was a line in the book where it was like, I took over the arrangements because I felt no one else had the interest to. Right. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, sad. he took it upon himself. Um, he tried to reach out to so many people. I think he reached out to Wolfsheim. Wolfsheim was like, I can't get involved. Right. I don't get involved with the dead, only the living. Um, I think there was somebody else he contacted who said, I think he said straight up, like, I can't that day. I'm busy. He, oh my God. No, it was the guy that was like, in town, and he was like, oh, I'm at a friend's party, and I kind of have to stay, but right. I left some shoes. Right. Can you send those to me? And Nick was oh. hung up. I was like, oh my god. Could you imagine the nerve? But, like, this really, like, Nick is, he's amazed by what he's hearing. And, like, essentially, no one knew Gatsby. No. At the end of the day, like, they all just came to his house and partied and left. Right. And nobody really cared about him. They just... There's even, there's a one, there's a line, I think it's in the last chapter, um, where Nick is, like, looking at Gatsby's house and he sees this car drive up, and so he's kind of like, oh, is it somebody, you know, checking, checking on him, mm-hmm. and, um... Or, like, coming to the funeral. Right, or coming to the funeral or something, and he says that he didn't recognize the guy, and he assumes it's just somebody who was gonna come to a party, but, like, left town that week and didn't know that he wasn't okay, there. I got it. Yeah. One night, I did hear a material car there and saw its lights stop at its front steps, but I didn't investigate. Probably it was some final guest who had been away at the ends of the earth and didn't know that the party was over. Stop it. So it's just, yeah. I mean, really, the only person who knew him was Nick. So he felt this, like, I guess he felt this responsibility to take care of things. 
But somebody does show up mm-hmm. who does not show up in the movie. No. Gatsby's father. The movie was a little bit sadder. The movie that was regard. sadder. Gatsby's father shows no up. showed up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in the book, Gatsby's father shows up, and also the guy from the library shows up. Yes, Owl Eyes. Mm-hmm. He shows up, too. Um, I liked, I liked Gatsby's father. I liked his addition. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was just, like, so proud of him, and he was, like, mm-hmm. in awe. Like, when he was walking around the house, he was like, he was like, what? Like, my son did this, because, like... He definitely had a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. And I think that kind of adds to Nick's perspective of Gatsby again, because then... Um, his father talks about how, like, oh, he, he bought me a house and, like, right. he kept me, like, well, well on. Right. Yeah, he really, like, even though he didn't see his father, he took care of him. And then I think, yeah, that, it, it was, like, I like that he came in and said all that because it mm-hmm. really solidifies at the end, like, oh. At least someone showed <laughs> Yeah, like, or, like, Gatsby wasn't, he wasn't them, mm-hmm. you know? He was... He didn't, he wasn't always, he was truly just some, some guy who made his way up. Right. Yeah. He wasn't always the most honest, but he had like good intentions. Um, and yeah, Owl Eye shows up too. He says a very devastating quote too. He does. Hold on. <laughs> I think you have it. I think I do have it actually. Um, I underlined many things in this book. There's so many. Um, Let's see. I believe I do have it. He says, um, they're talking to Nick about, uh, Gatsby's house. And then he says, why, my God, they used to go there by the hundreds. And he takes off his glasses and he wipes them. And then he says, the poor son of a bitch. Which again, goes back to the pool part where he was like, where Nick was telling him that he's greater than all the other doofuses. <laughs> right. He's he's the only one that... That, he, uh... He stands out against the white stairs where there was once millions of people and yes. whatever. In his pink suit. It's really devastating, I think. I know. This book, every time I read it, every time I watch the movie, it's so, so sad. I know. It gets me every time. And, um... Also... The, I love the quote that Nick says to Gatsby, like his last words to Gatsby, but there's also another quote towards the end of the book that I think it like juxtaposes Gatsby really nicely. It's really when Nick comes to terms with the fact that these people that he's been spending all summer with really are just these vapid, just careless people. And it's one of the most famous quotes in the book, I think, but it's great. So I'm going to read it real fast. It says... It was all very careless and confused. They were careless people, Tom and Daisy. They smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that kept them together and let other people clean up the mess they had made. Mm. Which is essentially what they do at the end because when Nick tries to contact Daisy and Tom about the fact that Gatsby dies, their butler answers and says that they left. Mm. Packed a bag and left. Yeah. In and the book, we didn't we didn't really see if they were still there, but in the movie, you can see that they were just packing and like yeah, telling the butler to say that they weren't home and stuff like that. And Daisy never calls. No, never calls. Doesn't send a flower. No. And I think in the movie, the way that I always because that 
Gatsby's death in the movie is slightly different, where, like, it's the phone call, and mm. it goes through, and... He thinks that Daisy called him. Right. That's the way that I always... Because he looks so hopeful. And I think that's one of the first, like, things that Nick says about Gatsby. He's, like, the most hopeful man. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> While you keep talking. But, um... Yeah, I, I think the fact that, like, he's so hopeful and he thinks Daisy's finally calling and then he just dies. Like... He was about to answer the phone. I know. And it's just... And it, it wasn't even Daisy. It wasn't even Daisy. So it's almost at that point, it's like, he died with the thought that Daisy cared about him. And he was going to run away with her. Right. And it wasn't even true. Ugh. It's just... It's heartbreaking. But... I did, like, like it did differ from the book, mm-hmm. the ending, but I did, I did appreciate. They were both very powerful, Yes, I think. and they both told different stories, but I, I think I liked them both, for sure. Oh, I think I found the quote. Okay, cool. Um, it says, It was an extraordinary gift for hope, a romantic readiness, such as I have never found in any other person, and which it is not likely I shall ever find again. No, Gatsby turned out all right in the end. It is what preyed on Gatsby. The foul dust floated in its wake of his dreams that temporarily closed out my interest in the abortive sorrows and short-winded elations of men. Oof. What a quote. What a quote, honestly. <laughs> when I tell you, Fitzgerald just knows how to write sometimes. I know. Both I have of them, so as many we have things. learned. That's true. Both Fitzgeralds. <laughs> I have so many things underlined in this book, it's actually insane. But um, Why do you think these... It took two episodes to talk about this book. Oh, yeah. Two full-length episodes. So, sorry, you guys, but we have a lot to say. Favorite book. It just, it's incredible. It gets better and better every time. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the plot. Yeah. Those were all nine chapters, so all I want to talk about overall opinions on both. Yeah. Um, the adaptation in the book. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that we both... Love it. Love both things. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it is one of the rare cases where the adaptation complements the book and it doesn't hinder from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the way it was filmed. I love, I feel like it captured the vibe so well. And it's such a specific, it's like so sad, but so like beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what the movie is. Um, I thought the casting was great. I thought, you know. I thought the creative liberties that they took, I thought they they paid off for sure. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's one of my favorite books, one of my favorite movies. I will, like, I think I'll forever love both the book and the movie. Yeah. No, I literally have nothing to add to that. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's just everything about it is, like, it's just, like, so beautifully done. Um, so, yeah. We've come to an end. (sighs) I never thought. (laughs) I never thought we reached the end. I hope you guys learned a thing or two. I hope so. I hope this was, like, interesting a little bit. I hope you related. It was certainly very fun to, for us to do. Oh, yeah. I think we've both been, like, dying to do this book. When we tell you we have pages of notes <laughs> on all of this stuff. I was, like, a, like, mad woman in the attic last night. Like, furiously scribbling, taking down notes of, like, thoughts and whatever. And I know Michelle was doing the same. Oh, yeah. My book tabbed. Yeah. All the colorful tabs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I hope this was useful. I hope this was fun to listen to. 
Um, if you have any thoughts, you can reach us on our social media. Leave us comments. Talk to us about what you thought. Leave us suggestions. The Insta, TikTok, and Twitter are all at AdLibPod. So you can contact, contact us there. Yeah. I can't even speak anymore. <laughs> we've been speaking. We've been yapping for like four hours straight. Yapping for way too long. So I think it's time we wrap it up. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>